Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host, as always, is Joe Taylor. This is episode 45. Hey, man. How's it going? Great. Great. First things first, Netflix just released this weird new thing a couple days ago, their top 10 list for the day. So you can go on Netflix and it will tell you the 10 most popular things that are being streamed for that day. Okay, I disagree because I have no idea what you're talking about, and I was on Netflix earlier today. I'm going to get to that (laughs) because I read about it, and then I was like, okay, and I jumped right on Netflix to check it out to find this list, and I can't find the list. All I come across are things that say, this is number six today. Oh, you want a comprehensive list? See, I didn't even see that. I see, like, popular now on Netflix, whatever. Yeah, but that's not their official daily list. It's okay. supposed to be officially what's the most popular thing streaming as of that day. And I came across that Anne Hathaway, Ben Affleck movie. And it was like, this is number two for the day. And I'm like, okay, but where's the list? I love how you say Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, <laughs> Affleck, whatever. <laughs> the, the, the duck guy. But uh, it's basically whoever pays to be on the list, I'm sure, right? Because that thing isn't even out or it just came out today and it's in the top ten. Then they paid for that, right? I don't know how it works. Top I'm not 10 sure. based on what? On what's streaming the most. Okay, the most watched. Yes. Okay. Obviously. Well, if it's in the top 10, it's got a better chance of being streamed more often. Sure. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they're like, you know, they're putting their own spin on Typical it. Typical Hollywood. Right? <laughs> Lying to us. Anyway, if you go on there and find it, let me know how to find it. Because it said it was going to be right there, right on the, the homepage or whatever, but I couldn't find it. Typical Netflix, you can't find something, right? No, they're sending out mysterious magazines. They're creating top 10 lists that no one knows how to access. Yeah, they're part of the Illuminati. Oh, for sure. All right. For sure. That is basically it. If you come across it and see it, Joe or listeners, whoever, let me know how to access it. I'm going to go on tonight and it'll be right there, right? Oh, there it was the whole time, you know? They're listening, yeah. They're the only people that are listening uh, to what we say. Um, speaking of uh, industry news, Bob Iger's out at Disney. Yes. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but... It, it means it, he's stepped down. He's still at the company. I know what he's out means, but I, know. I, don't, I don't know what it means for the industry. Oh, I don't know. I know what him. I know what a person stepping down yeah, means. Yeah, but he, but he hasn't left the company. It's not like he's out. It's, you know, it's, oh, he's out. He's gone. No, he's he's transitioning. <laughs> <laughs> They've already named his replacement to be the new CEO, and they're going to work together to f- create a smooth transition so there's no issues. Now, here's the thing about Bob Iger. You know, he managed to do the most acquisitions. He got Pixar... Marvel, Lucasfilm, and 20th Century Fox. I mean, the yeah. guy bought the rest of Hollywood to turn Disney into a behemoth, right? Yeah, and he's he, the guy's probably worth $460 million. Oh, he's a gazillionaire. And, and he's, you know, 63 years old. I'd be out too. I'd like some of that money as if we went to the same college. Oh, he's an Ithaca guy. He's an Ithaca guy. Okay. So, hey, Bob. But he's done. He did. He right left here. his mark on the entertainment business. He made a lot of money, and now he's like, yeah, someone else can 
Yeah. Take it from here. He did it. I mean, right? I got to give the guy credit. You know, I mean, he either did wonderful things or destroyed Hollywood, however you want to look at it. But he certainly turned Disney into just, you know, the empire. Well, he saved Star Wars. Uh, that's up for debate. Didn't the first three, the prequels come before Disney got hold of it? Yes. Okay. Let's say he's keeping Star Wars going. I don't know if I'd say he saved Star Wars, but he's keeping Star Wars product well, happening. D- Disney seems to be doing pretty well in the last decade, so... Yeah, so has- congrats, Bob. All the best. Yeah, if you're having a retirement party, maybe invite uh, some press. Yeah, you know? yeah, and invite some Ithaca grads, and uh, we'll uh, sort through your pocket change. Sure. Awesome. Um, All right. Speaking of pocket change, we've yeah. got a show about some money. We do. Go ahead. It is McMillions, an HBO documentary series... It's six episodes, an hour each, so six-hour documentary. And it is about the McDonald's Monopoly game scandal. Now, y'all did this. Every one of us has gone into McDonald's one point in the 90s or the early 2000s, and they're playing Monopoly. And, you know, you, you get the little cards, little pieces there. It's like, oh, I get some fries. You're trying to get Boardwalk for the million dollars. You never did. You never got the instant millions. No one did except for certain people. And these certain people were all handpicked through a criminal organization. This documentary goes through how the FBI got wind of this and the whole shakedown of how the McDonald's Monopoly game was this huge swindle. Let me put a finer point on it. Okay. You know how when you play this game and you're like, oh, free... McMuffin with purchase of other McMuffin. You're like, ah, oh, this thing's rigged. It was rigged, and the people winning the million dollar prize were. It was a whole. It, the whole thing was a scam. Not, not done not, by McDonald's. Not by McDonald's. Done by a middleman. As far as we know. As far as we know, because we're reviewing this with two episodes to go. We've watched the first four. There's two left. Now I'm gonna say right now, uh, this is incredibly frustrating. It should not be six hours long. This story <laughs> should be told in two hours. Yeah, two okay? hours or less. So I, would, I don't know what HBO was thinking doing a six-hour documentary on the McDonald's Monopoly game. Six is too much. And, oh my God, you feel it. You feel it. Like, every minute detail they go into... Every middleman, every person that quote-unquote won, every FBI agent involved, every gangster, every gangster's wife, every gangster's child, every gangster's sister-in-law, brother-in-law, anybody that went to McDonald's at one point is interviewed in this. Yeah. I mean, it is ridiculous. I'll even say this. Interesting enough, I'll give you three hours. I'll give you a three-hour documentary. Break it up in three parts. I'd be like, okay, but six is too much. Yeah. It's, I'm it's sorry, because it starts out great. The first episode, you're like, it's intriguing. It's interesting. We, we all can relate to it because we, it's not like some subject we don't know about. We've all played the game. We've all played the game. We all know how it works. And you're like, this is some fascinating stuff going on here. And it's got colorful characters, especially who, Joe? Who's the most colorful <laughs> character? They interview this guy named Doug Matthews. Matthews is spelled with one T. Now, let me, let me say, first of all, this really is not a documentary about McDonald's. It's not about the Monopoly game. This is a documentary about the state of Florida, which I'm, I'm in. I, you know what? They could have made this 20 episodes as far as I care. This is just like that show Screwball that we reviewed. Mm-hmm. It's like these people can't be for real. Here's the thing, Demo. You, you and I could go to Florida with a video camera 
and get people to confess to stuff that is just so outlandish. People in Florida love talking to cameras. That's what I learned from this so far. Yeah. Anyway, Special Agent Doug Matthews, who works for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. In Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. (laughs) The uh, Special Crimes Unit or whatever. He investigates fraud. This guy is a freaking Looney Tune come to life. Yeah, he knows he's got to play for the camera. He's like, I'm going to get an Emmy for this. He's you know? so happy to be on camera. Everyone in this documentary is just so excited. They'll tell you whatever you want to know. Even the people that gotten busted. I got the one, the one guy in the fourth episode. He was like a middleman. And he was talking about, oh, the drugs I used to do. And uh, I mean, just like the, nobody the, even asked you that. No one. Yeah. <laughs> No one, like, and then it's like the other winner. He seems like a pretty straight-laced guy, and he goes, oh, yeah, this guy used to deal me all my coke back in the 70s. We have to go do a podcast in Florida because people will tell you anything you want to know as long as there's, like, a, a grip standing by. Anyway, this guy's a special agent for the FBI. He still works there, dude. And, by the way, mouth like a sailor. Yeah. Sitting in front of the FBI logo behind him. Government official just dropping F-bombs, just whatever. Yeah, he does not care. But I think he's like, this is my moment. And then you can see the the history of him, and he likes to, like, you know, play it up. He's, He's a showman. Right, he's like an he's like he's like an FBI wild card. You know, it's like, uh oh, here comes Agent Matthews. You know, look out. I wonder how produced he was. I mean, he he seems like he just couldn't wait. I know. Like like, is it on? Is the camera on? Okay, because I've been doing this for twenty minutes, and now you're finally rolling the camera. He is next level crazy. So just here's a here's a quick example of him. Just let you know okay, what play he's that, like. Play that play clip. The priority for the FBI at that particular juncture was um, healthcare fraud. I'm bored to death with this healthcare garbage, right? It's important, but I was ready to move on. Screw that healthcare. I think I probably said that. Screw that healthcare shit we're working, right? Or something like that. Like, I don't want anything to do with this. Call me when it's over, Rick, right? And which was sort of my MO a lot of times. Way too slow for me. But I was, no, you gotta be here for that. And so I think I showed up, I might've had a gold suit on. And I thought, this is a great opportunity where this is like a golden fry suit, right? Man, when I wore that in there, Mark Devereaux, if he could have ripped it off with his hands, he would have. He goes, are you kidding me? But I had a white shirt on, right? So I thought I was safe. (laughs) I wasn't. I don't even know if Devereaux knew what Monopoly game was. I I have no idea. You know, I think he was a Burger King guy. I don't know. I mean, how crazy bullshit is that? See what we're saying? (laughs) You know what I mean? And, And he's in it. He's in a lot of this. He's in thing. a lot of at the beginning. He sort of sort of fades out in the middle. You don't see him as much because then they start getting into the more unsavory characters <laughs> and the whole McDonald's monopoly underworld. It's a convoluted mess, and sometimes you're like, "Who?" There's all these Jerry's running around, and you're like, "What is going on?" The Colombo crime family. The Columbo, is in yeah, it. it's it's insane, and I think ah, that's where I'm torn because there's so many good things in this. It's highly entertaining at moments and a complete drawn out drag at others to the point I'm like, wrap this up. So I don't know. I don't know what to say because six hours for a documentary, that's a big commitment. It is for me, even though it's broken up over, over every Monday. Look at, if you're listening to this, you're going to watch it and you're going to watch on HBO go or on demand. And you're going to, you can be like tear through it in a, in a long afternoon if you want, but Go in knowing it's going to get long in the tooth. 
it's fat in the middle and and again we're reviewing it before it's over so maybe it makes a huge turn at the end but yeah it's definitely uh fat in the middle yeah what are you saying about it though what are you gonna give it <laughs> you've got to watch part of it if you just watch the first episode you can almost get enough out of watch it. the first and um, presumably the last episode just watch though i mean these characters are incredible yeah, these are, they're not characters. And they're characters. They're people. They're people. Yeah, they're, they're not characters, but they are characters. Demo, if things don't work out for me here, let me rephrase that. If things continue to not work out for me here, <laughs> I'm going to Florida, man. I could, I could be a rock star there. I know it. You could. I mean, it takes nothing. Yeah, it takes just, no just IQ. Just no excitement. IQ. Just, just be, you know, yeah, Florida. <laughs> I'm here. Right? I mean, crabgrass. And... You remember screw, Screwball? I mean, this is the same type of people. In that documentary, and those people didn't seem real either. What's crazy to me is back in 2000, that state is what decided an election. <laughs> you know what I mean? Florida, yeah. Florida, Florida, Florida. Yeah. It seems to be a reoccurring theme we come, keep coming across with stuff we review, where it all comes down to this ridiculous state. It's a weird place. Um, one last thing about this, and our buddy uh, Chris said this the other night, which is, ironically, the weirdest guy in the thing, Doug Matthews, again, spelled with one T, uh, probably on accident. He's kind of the one who cracks this whole case and like comes up with yeah, because he was bored. Yeah, he it, wanted some excitement, and he, he came across like a like a post-it note that said McDonald's Monopoly game scam, and he goes, "Oh, this could be interesting." Yeah. So as eccentric as these people are, they're not as dumb as they seem, which is frightening. Oh, they're schemers. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of scheming going on in this, and also. Look at they were getting away with it all these people. And it, I mean it's a it's For a huge decades. web of people involved in this. Yeah. To the fact that like how did it not get busted earlier? Yeah. So it's McMillions on HBO, six episodes. Joe, what are you saying? You gotta watch the first and the last one at least. So we're gonna say binge. That gets half a, a caveat drop. because I could really say purge real easy. Yeah. It gets boring. Let's come back when it's over and recap and see, because it might it might take a turn and become something really good. It could. But it it's could. definitely, either way, it's too long. Yep. All right. Okay. Move it on, Joe. What do you got? I've got something obscure for you. Oh, what a surprise. What a surprise. <sighs> this Here is we a go. Movie, I'm not even going to ask you to guess. Thanks. This is a movie called Hatchback. Now, like you a know Toyota? Ha- mm-hmm. Or like a Datsun or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is an indie movie. Now, this is about a, a guy who's trying to make it as a journalist for Vice, although they call it Splice or something on the in the movie. Uh, he has narcolepsy. There's a girl living in her hatchback car on the street in front of his apartment. And so he decides to go meet her, interview her, uses her for a story to get his career going. Okay. Interesting premise. Uh-huh. This is as indie- of a movie as we've ever reviewed with the exception. That's not possible. That is not with possible. With the exception of my own movie, our own movie, 818. This probably was made for about the same budget. By the way, there's more than 12, or there's more than 10 people in the movie. Are but you sure? Only It looks like there's no them, one in this. Only four of them have I recognize that. no one. The only person you might recognize is Alex Hooper. He's a no. comic. No. Oh, Alex Hooper. Yeah. I do know him. Yeah. He's he's in it for like two minutes and he's really funny. Quick caveat on him. When I first moved here and I was doing a lot of like bar shows, like booked mics, basically, he was one of the first people that came into 
a dead bar show room where nobody was listening and just tore it up. Yeah, he's high energy and obnoxious. Yeah, His whole persona is like, ah. I remember yeah. he did a Buffalo Bills bit where I wanted to uh, strangle him in the parking lot afterwards. <laughs> I was like, I already hate this guy. He's, But he's 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 a great comic. He's and, a good comic. I'm not coming with- down on but I'm just saying, you know, he's he's one of those guys that comes like, oh, I'm going to start. Rah! Yeah, yeah you know, he's, he's like, very, all right. He's got a shtick, but, but he commits, and he's I good. saw him at a party a couple weeks ago. Okay. He had shaved. It was okay. miraculous. Good, he was, good. He's, you know, he's a scraggly-looking mofo. Yeah. Uh, here's a bad sign. The lead of this movie is uh, a guy named Erickson Just, who's good. Uh, he's number seven on the call sheet behind uh, all these other like cameos. Uh, Larkin Bell is the girl who lives in her car. She's really kind of the star of it. You've never heard of her? Larkin Bell. I feel I, like I have. Yeah. No, I haven't. I always go on Facebook and stuff and like try and find, do I have mutual friends with these people? And um, <laughs> apparently uh, Erickson Just is a comic. But he doesn't have a personal page. He only has a fan page and oh, it has thirty six likes. I'm gross. Like, you don't need a gross. Be a real person before yeah. you're just your own fan page. Yeah. So there's some of that going on. But anyway, other than that, where uh, can I find this gem, Joe? Uh, Hatchback is on Amazon Prime. Oh, shock. I mean, in every way, this is like our movie eight one eight because it only went to Amazon Prime. It's eighty six minutes long, which is. Fine. That's about as long as it should be. Yeah. And the script is very good. I mean, if you took a screenwriting class and studied this script, you'd be like, yeah, well, that it makes sense. Form-wise, it, it works. I love a good form movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I just, oh, what form of the script? That's what there, I really get into. I'm sorry. I no, know. I get it. I know. I, I know. I know. I get, I know, I get there, it. There's some heart in it, too. The girl is very likable. There's a lot of people in this movie that you can tell are just somebody's friends. You know, it's like this is like our movie. I would give our cast a little bit of an edge over this one, actually. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, including you. I mean, you (laughs) let's say that you were the worst person in 818. The worst person in this movie was worse than you. Oh, so we're I think we did a little bit better. Great. Than this. I feel Um, warm inside. There's no way of knowing because there's no Rotten Tomatoes score. And uh, I, I don't know. My point is this. If you want to watch an indie movie. This is one, and it's not bad. It's 86 minutes. For the love of independent film, watch this so we don't get more Paul Blart movies. I'm going to give it a binge. And that's Hatchback, available on Amazon Prime. Very good, Joe. The champion of indie movies. I can always leave it up to you to come up with something no one, no one has ever heard of. Yep. Thank Once you. again, I don't know how you find them, but you do. <laughs> this this you one just go, a you go pull. prospecting, man. You do. You just go digging. Yeah, it's true. All right. Now the big one. The big one. I have been chomping at the bit for days to do this review. I, I'm all over the map with this one. I don't even really know where to begin. Okay. Now I went into this show. What what is it? Uh, no, I'm, 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 okay. let me do my thing. <laughs> okay, right, Don't right. step on my thing. I've been practicing this one. Okay, sorry. Not really. I'm just saying. I went in psyched for this. I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I was really looking forward to this show. It had a lot of great, huge names attached to it. Sounded really promising. Oh my God, I think this is the worst thing I've seen so far this year. Wow. This is an epic, epic disappointment. It is Amazon Prime's brand new Hunters. 
Hunters, the original series. Starring Al Pacino, of all people. Okay? Executive produced by Jordan Peele. I mean, this has got the credentials out the wazoo. Ah, Joe, Joe, why? I know you couldn't get through the first episode and you bailed, correct? I watched it, but I'm not watching number two. No, no. Okay, 10 episodes. You're looking at about 10 and a half hours plus of screen time because the first episode is an hour and a half. And it took me four attempts to get through the first episode. It never grabbed me. So many things wrong with this. I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to begin. It's okay. controversial. It's already controversial. If you've heard see anything in the news, you can see that the Israeli and Jewish Anti-Defamation League have come down on this. The Auschwitz Holocaust Museum says it's trash. And I'm going to tell you, I'm with them on this. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Now, I think people have the right to make whatever they want about anything. Because look at, look at, you have Jojo Rabbit, right? I was, I'm writing Jojo, Jojo Rabbit of down course, on my right. notepad. Jojo Rabbit, it's a fine line, but Jojo Rabbit gets it. This turns into Holocaust porn. I think it is sensationalizing the Holocaust, using it to its own ends. It wants to be Schindler's List at one moment and Inglorious Bastards the next. And you can't. With the touch of Jojo Rabbit and a touch of the boys. Oh, right? there's lots of the boys in this. It's like the boys, except uh, the boys was fun and interesting. And this is the complete opposite it's of the that. the anti-Semitic version of the boys. Oh my God. I, I so wanted to like this, man. I was so psyched. And it is, it is unwatchable. I did six episodes and I bailed after that. Now, listener Nick, he, we've been going back and forth because he's been tweeting about it and going back. He finished it. He says there's a couple moments that are good, but he thinks it's unwatchable garbage too. Just so, I don't even tell you what it's about. It takes place in 1977. It's about Holocaust survivors and the descendants of Holocaust survivors that are hunting down Nazis in the United States. And it is ridiculous. It is tone deaf. The dialogue is bad. It tries to, you know, use seriously dramatic moments at concentration camps. And then the next moment, it's like referencing comic books and superheroes. It doesn't know what it wants to do. It is, as a first-time showrunner, a guy named David Wheel. I don't know how he got greenlit for this. This is what this is what upsets me. I know so many people, so many friends of mine, including you, that are trying to get things made in this town, right? Mm-hmm. People that like they just keep coming against brick walls. No, 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 no. Somehow, this was a yes. Amazon was like, yeah, let's go for it. This is great. This is this yeah, they is just heard Jordan complete, Peele. Dis- they heard Jordan Peele, I guess, and like and they got Al Pacino. Now here's the thing. Oh my god, isn't Al Pacino great? Isn't he good? Al Pacino's always great. He does some good things with the part that he's given, but he's also bogged down with really cliche dialogue. He tries his best, but ugh. This thing it, sucks. It, it, this thing sucks, man. F Hunters. F it so hard, man. I'm sorry. It's like it's like if Quentin Tarantino made a TV show and it sucked. <laughs> That's a perfect analogy. I have to give credit to uh, listener Nick, so I want to. I go. Okay. I don't want to plagiarize. Oh, that's that what he that, said. That, so yeah, he. Oh, that's I, good. I, I checked with him. I got. I got. Can I give permission to use that? So uh, listener Nick, thank you for that. Okay, I, 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 I think do want to say one thing in the defense of uh, this show. Uh huh. Very briefly, was that the opening six minutes were pretty good. 
the barbecue and they went at the barbecue at the pool. Yeah, the opening scene. But then it's ridiculous. I didn't believe it. I was like, really? I'm like, uh, okay, just not to well, get into su- much. It was surprising. But I mean, okay, you're barbecuing and you have a gun with a silencer under your barbecue ready yeah. to go? Yeah, and, he shoots, and you're, and you're going to shoot your own kids in, while they're, swimming, while they're in the swimming in the pool? Yeah, no, you're right. It's I, stupid. <laughs> and, and, oh, and the, and the Nazis in this are, are buffoons. The dialogue is buffoonery. Here's my one takeaway. There's one scene, they cut to a, 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 a Nazi hiding out in Florida, this woman. And she's watching TV, and there's a game show on. And the game show is being hosted by Wink Martindale. And it's not tic-tac-toe. Oh. It's some show that I've never seen before, and it's got, like, couples competing against each other. Pyramid. Not Pyramid. I've never seen this game show. And I've seen a lot of game shows. I think we've established I, I know a lot about game shows. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing. One of the contestants on this game show is Morton Downey Jr. Okay. Uh, Do you know, you have know to give me more. Is? You have to give me more than that. Oh, my God. Morton Downey Jr. was this ridiculous talk show host in the late 80s that had a, a show on Channel 9 out of Secaucus that got syndicated. And he was like, when Geraldo was big, it was like the beginning of like trash television. He was like the precursor to, uh, you know, Jerry Springer. Okay. Anyway, Morton Downey Jr., some of our listeners know who I'm talking about. Apparently he was on a game show in 1977 hosted by Wink Martindale. That is the only thing of interest in this entire show. <laughs> and it's got great actors. Saul Rubinek, yeah, great he's character great. actor from Frasier. Yeah. What? Yeah, he was in. He was Donnie on Frasier. Okay, anyway. he's he's been in everything. He's yeah. you know, you, if you don't know the name, you know the face. Oh, that guy, fantastic actor. He, he, I feel like he's wasting this. He's trying his best. Also, uh, Josh Radner is that him from the guy from How I Met Your Mother? Okay. I don't know what he's acting in, but it's not this show. <laughs> I, I, I I'm like, are you still on your sitcom? I don't even know how he fits. They, 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 uh, the point is this. I cannot legitimately say you can waste any of your time watching this. Ten and a half hours, go do something else. Anything. Watch a real documentary on the Holocaust. Watch, go, go make, I feel like, before I go, I feel like the showrunner here, uh, you know, uh, wants his matzah and, and eat it too. You know what I mean? He wants oh. the best of both worlds. You can't have it, okay? You're either going to be a serious Holocaust drama or you're going to be inglorious bastards over the top. You can't mix the two. It is a massive failure, a massive disappointment. I think I'm done. Ugh. Purge Hunters. Okay, so don't watch Hunters. <laughs> watch Jojo Rabbit even instead. Right. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit for sure. Oh, sorry, I keep going. I just wanted to say on Rotten Tomatoes, and I find this shocking, 63 with the critics, 72 with audiences. So apparently audiences are stupid. And so are we. Can we go home? Yeah, I just want to say one last thing. I don't have time to watch the shows that I love. Okay? I had to spend six and a half hours sitting through Hunters this week when I got all these shows that I love piling up on my DVR. I'm three behind on Homeland. It's last season, season eight. I love Homeland. I've been with it since the beginning. Better Call Saul, season five. I got two of those on the DVR. I want to watch the shows that I love, and this podcast is not allowing me to do that because I got to go and watch all this crap to review, and I'm becoming a little resentful of it. Now, why can't we review Homeland? Well, I mean, at this point, what am I going to say to you? You're either going to, you've either watched it, it's in season eight, I could say go back and watch it, start it over, 
Right? Start from the very beginning. Is it on Showtime? It's on Showtime. Okay. And then uh, I believe uh, previous seasons are available on Hulu. Like I said, it's in its last season. Some seasons, I'm like, uh, can this be over already? How many times is Carrie going to go off her meds? Save it for a future episode. We'll, We'll review it. All right. If it's if it's important to you, it is. It's a fan. I think okay. it's I think it's one of the best shows of the last decade. Absolutely, fantastic performances. And then you've got better. <laughs> what are you doing? No, I'm just kidding. Save save your review. We'll, and then we'll... you've got Better Call Saul. I'm just saying yeah. I need to watch these shows. This is the reason I watch TV is because I love these shows, and I'm not getting to watch them because I'm watching crap like Hunters. No, I know I know what you mean. I, you I know? feel that way too. Do you know what that, I mean? That's why I go for the obscure stuff, man. Because I feel like at least I'm going to get surprised. You know? Yeah, I um, know. It, but it does suck because we both drive by uh, 30 billboards every day for hunters or whatever. And like it's like we have to watch it. Yeah, we got to watch it. And yeah. I, I was like looking forward to it. But what are you going to do? Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so let's, let's recap, yeah, I recap, guess. Please, please. So McMillions on HBO docuseries, way too long. But uh, I'm going to watch the rest of it. And I think everyone should watch at least the first and the last one. Uh, So that was a binge, sort of. Joe had an obscure indie movie called Hatchback that was probably made for about $35,000. And uh, I think you should watch it. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck with more stuff like Hunters, uh, which was our third thing on Amazon Prime. Demo said it sucks. I agree. I only watched one, but uh, that was one too many. It's garbage. It's garbage. Anything else? What? What? uh, We got some good stuff coming in the next couple weeks. We do? Yeah. Yeah, we do. I'm not aware. Mm. I'm well, hopeful. You're I filling me with you. hope, Joe. That's what I'm here for. Okay. Because um, so I'm not hopeful right now. I am like at a point where I'm like, ah, TV gods, give me something. There's you know? good, This is the time of year. Spring is in the air. Something's going to show up. And it's going to blow our minds. Just like Glow did. Just like the Bash Brothers did. Something's going to just... I would say The Boys is what... Okay. The Boys and Dark. Those are the two gonna, things last year where I yeah. was like, yeah. But, something. But something's going to come along that we didn't even know was coming. You know? Like, hope, all right. I'll be like, hopeful with you. Like Baby Yoda, which we were scolded over today. <laughs> yeah. By the way, one of our listeners scolded us saying that, like, I wasn't aware that it's not really Baby Yoda, that Yoda's a name and not its species. And if you are going to try attacking my Star Wars cred, <laughs> are you kidding me? I don't know who you are. I appreciate the listen. But never, never question my Star Wars knowledge. Well, she spelled your name wrong too, or, or maybe she did. maybe demo. you did. I Who's don't know. Demo, exactly. Demo might think Yoda is the species, <laughs> but Demo does not. Demo knows better. Okay, let's get out of here. All right. As always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram and Twitter at the Jessica Greer. You guys didn't even need me this week. What the hell is up with that? And that's it for this week for Joe Taylor. My name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.